save big money on plant protection supplies. Now at Menards. Defend your garden with Triazicide Insect Killer. Its fast-acting formula protects lawns, vegetables, and many other plants. It kills more than 260 insects by contact, above and below ground. Choose from ready-to-spray, concentrate, or granular. Save big money on Triazicide Insect Killer at Menards. And check out our weekly flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at Menards. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. with Wings Productions presents Chapter 26 of The Skylark Bell Skydive. I'm your host, Melissa Oliveri. In last week's episode, Farfalla had an eerie dream that involved kaleidoscopic images of her past, present, and future. In today's episode, we read Chapter 26, in which we witness the creation of the mythical Skylark Bell. Today's podcast partner is Haunted or Hoax, a proud Bupod Network member. Hosted by Jennifer and Kristen, Haunted or Hoax takes your favorite ghost stories and separates fact from fiction. They also research various lesser-known paranormal stories from around the United States, ensuring they have original content that hasn't been covered countless times by others. Be sure to check the show notes for a link to the Haunted or Hoax podcast. Now it's time to settle in, grab a blanket and a warm drink, and let's get started. This dream is worse. I thought the water dream was bad, but seeing the ancient oak on fire like that nearly broke my heart. Please, please, please don't let it come true like the water dream. I'm working very hard to push the dream nightmare to the back of my mind today. I think Corbin is nearly finished with the bell, and I'm very much looking forward to having it back in my possession. I don't know what happened to the bell I had in my hands when I was thrown off the cliff by the mare of Pockage. I can only hope it has found a permanent home at the bottom of the ocean where no one else will find it. Soon, my darling Elizabeth, soon I will return to you. Dialangi? Corbin's voice comes from outside the tent. Farfalla straightens her blankets and runs her fingers through her hair. She pushes her feet into the leather shoes that Lonan gifted her during last year's winter solstice celebration. 
Lonan is the tribe's leather expert. He fashions shoes and clothing for everyone. Today, she is thankful for the shoes. There is a chill in the air. Farfalla gives her cheeks a pinch to bring some color to them, then steps outside the tent. She finds Corbin standing a few paces away, a look of excitement on his face. Corbin motions for her to follow him toward his work tent. Once inside, he says something to her. She catches the word Sulin, the word for eyes in his language. She looks at him, trying to understand the rest of the sentence. He exaggeratedly squeezes his eyes closed, and she immediately catches on. He doesn't want her to look. Giggling, she covers her eyes with her hands. She can hear him tinkering around in the tent, the sound of tools being moved. Finally, she hears a sound that briefly stops her heart. The familiar tinkling of the Skylark Bell. Look, he says, in her language. She would be charmed if she weren't already awash with emotion at finally getting her bell back. Farfalla opens her eyes and looks down at Corbin's outstretched hand. There, an exact replica of her beloved bell, complete with the swirl of larks spiraling around it, and the words, The Skylark Bell, rings only for the Skylark Bell in Corbin's native tongue, as it was instructed by the ancient oak. Farfalla takes the bell and closes her hands around it, holding it tightly to her chest. She can feel it pulsing with warmth, already powerful even though they have not completed all the steps yet. Tonight. Tonight they will host a ceremony that will finally make the bell the instrument she needs to control distance and time at her will. She falls into Corbin's arms in gratitude and takes his face in her hands. Thank you, thank you, she says, before turning on her heel and rushing outside to prepare for the ceremony. Erskina shall help you with your hair, and Gavenia shall help you dress, says Cormag, the leader of the tribe. He was the one who pulled Farfalla out of the ocean that very first day. He has been working closely with Kali and Farfalla to learn English, and has been doing his best as a revered teacher within the tribe to teach Farfalla their language. He took charge of organizing the ceremony per the instructions that were passed on from the ancient oak, first to Farfalla, who then shared them with Kalia, who passed them on to him. Farfalla steps into her tent and is immediately lavished upon with flowers and fabrics. The two girls pull a white gown over her head, then set her hair in ornate braids, placing fragrant blooms around her head like a crown. They thread a sash around her waist and tighten it, then pull a robe over her shoulders. It is beautifully embroidered with birds and flowers on the sleeves and on the outline of a red deer on the back. Farfalla gasps at the workmanship. This must have taken a lot of time to fashion. Once dressed, the girls step back and admire their work. Top a lot, says Farfalla. Thank you. The girls nod in unison, then leave to get themselves ready for the ceremony. Farfalla sits alone in the small tent that has been her home for the past few years. She is ready, ready to go home to Elizabeth. 
to her time. Perhaps she'll stay in the big city with Paloma, Mama, and Papa. After all these years spent centuries back, she misses modern amenities more than ever. Perhaps she can put all the tragedy and betrayal behind her and have a fresh start. Surely she has earned that. The sound of beating drums signals the start of the ceremony. Farfalla takes a deep breath and steps out of her tent. The cool night air hits her face and the smell of burning sage once again wafts on the breeze. She walks toward the fire where the tribe has already begun its dance. Someone hands her a cup filled with a mysterious drink she's never had before. Farfalla doesn't question it and drinks it in three large gulps. Within minutes, she feels her body moving to the beat. She looks around. Colors are enhanced, the fire brighter and louder, faces weaving in and out of her line of sight. She moves around the fire in a circle, arms flailing, feet stomping into the dirt. The drums stop abruptly, and Farfalla sees Cormag and Kalia approaching. They are also dressed in white robes, but on each of their heads sits an ornate headdress. Cormag's is made of black feathers like a raven, and a carved wooden beak juts out of the front. Kalia's is fashioned out of owl feathers, with two bright yellow flowers on the front for eyes. Both of them also have deer antlers jutting up and out of their headdresses. In all, it is a shocking sight, even for the other tribe members, who haven't celebrated a ceremony of this magnitude in many years. Farfalla stares at them, entranced. After a moment, she glances across the fire at the people gathered around. Her eyes stop on Corbin. There's a strange look on his face. He is rubbing his hands together in apprehension. Farfalla tries to make eye contact with him, but he seems to be deliberately avoiding everyone's gaze. She makes note of the bizarre behavior. She'll speak to him after the ceremony. Come here, says Kalia, drawing Farfalla's attention back to the task at hand. Kalia's voice has taken on a strong, decisive tone that had been lacking recently due to her illness. Farfalla steps forward and drops to her knees before the pair. This is your amulet. You must cherish it, protect it, and use it only for good. As we complete this ceremony... You must instill in it your purest, truest, most heartfelt wish. Are you ready to take on this responsibility, this power? asks Kalia. Farfalla nods solemnly. Cormag hands her the bell, and Farfalla closes her eyes and holds it tightly in her hand. I want my life back, she whispers. I want to be with Marius she thinks suddenly, his face flashing in her mind. What? No, she wants to be with Elizabeth, her sweet Elizabeth. I want to be with Marius. Her mind screams at her despite her best efforts to push his name out of her thoughts. Have you completed your part? asks Cormac, unsure whether she has done it quite right. But disoriented and dizzy from the elixir she was given when she first arrived, Farfalla nods. 
Kalia edges closer to her and leans in to whisper in her ear. Remember, do not harden your heart, no matter what happens tonight, she says, a slight ominous edge to her voice. Before Farfalla can ask her to elaborate, she scurries away, and Cormac shifts into her place. By the power of the fire, the sea, the wind, and the dirt beneath our feet, I declare this ceremony officially closed. Let the festivities begin, he shouts, swinging his arms up above his head. A booming cheer lifts from the crowd as the dancing and drumming resumes. Farfalla is left on her knees, with the Skylark Bell clutched in her hands as the celebration swirls chaotically around her. She feels her heart pound with worry. Did her wish to be with Elizabeth work? Where did those thoughts of Marius come from? Though she loved him dearly, her deepest wish is to be with her daughter. Why would his name, his face, enter her mind unbidden like they did? Hidden in the trees on the outskirts of the clearing, a woman with long red hair smiles, her blue eyes laser-focused on Farfalla. Her task complete, she turns and disappears into the shadows of the forest. Thank you so much for listening. Join me next week for Chapter 27, Trial by Fire, in which a surprising betrayal has terrible consequences. The Skylark Bell is brought to you by Phaeton Starling Publishing and features original music by Canal. Leaving a rating or a review on your preferred podcast platform is incredibly helpful in helping the podcast gain visibility so others can find and enjoy the story of the Skylark Bell. It's a quick, easy, and free way to support my work. If you'd like to support me further, you can also subscribe to Patreon, where you'll get early access to ad-free episodes, as well as digital downloads of the music and more. And be sure to follow me on social media for updates. I love to connect with listeners. Just check the show notes for all necessary links. Once again, thank you for listening. I'm Melissa Oliveri, writer, host, and producer of the Skylark Bell Podcast. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger 
for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.